three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff! Welcome to Mission Control, Peralta Design's podcast on all things branding and digital marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of brands with award-winning identities and websites. Join our hosts Ramon and Jorge as they use decades of combined experience to tackle topics with past clients, industry partners, and the rest of the PD crew. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode of Mission Control. Welcome to Mission Control, where we respect the grind and reclaim the American dream. I am your host, Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands. That was a little Marvin Gaye there for you. What's going on? And what is going on today is we have some guests who have traveled all the way from the Motor City. We're so excited to have them here on this special edition of Mission Control. As W3R's president and CEO, Eric Hardy has overseen the firm's expansion from its inception in 1995 when he and his co-founders moonlighted after their day jobs to bring their dream to life. And riding shotgun here in our studio is Carolyn Ball, who serves as W3R's director of business development for advanced analytics. Please help me welcome Carolyn and Eric to our show. Wow, hey. thanks for having us, yeah. Ramon. You're it's here. a pleasure to be here. You're in the flesh, not on a screen. I know. In person. It's fantastic. And I got to tell you, the drive-in was just as fantastic as being here. I had no idea <laughs> that Connecticut had such uh, mountainous uh, terrain. It's beautiful, though. And what did you guys take, yeah. uh, 91, 84, 84, 84. 84. to and, Route 8? And, and probably because I probably made a wrong turn, but it got us here. <laughs> yeah. Did you get on Route 8? Is that you the remember? second after 84? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's a nice windy road through windy the Windy road and there's a river. river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah. I had no idea. Were you staying in the speed limit or? Yeah, I was. I had both. <laughs> it was kind of wet out and trucks and yeah. narrow lanes. You know, right. I had both hands on the wheel. White, white knuckle. Too. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> white knuckle. <laughs> you know, in Detroit in the Motor City, our stuff right. a little wider. Right. You know. And it was foggy too earlier it today. It was. Foggy, a little, little misty rain. Yeah. Took it, took it slow. Well, it's nice having you here. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Well, I'm I'm really excited. I know the last time we hung out here, we you know, New England, we were playing golf. We had know. an experience. Yeah. Experience. I just want to let you know I've been practicing since then. Okay. Well, you made a few putts here in the office. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> it's almost uh golf weather here. Yeah. Midwest East Coast, so we'll do it again soon. Yeah. I got something for you though. All right. All right, bring in the pain. Yeah, I got something for you. Okay. <laughs> so tell us, man, because I, I love this part about um, moonlighting after their day job because a lot of our listeners, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They, they, may be, they, they may be dreaming of starting their business one day. What was that like back then for you? Yeah, fabulous question. We've been in business for 27 years, which for your listeners means I was probably like 12. 
Okay. I'm just kidding. So we were, we started. <laughs> Child prodigy. Right. We started this business actually uh, when we were in college. Okay. And so we were engineering students and decided that we really liked technology more so than engineering. And so we decided that we go on a journey and the journey kind of led us down a particular path. And for the most part, uh, we had day jobs, you know, I'd go to work and, uh, figure out how to do at that time I, I transitioned into doing some technical consulting so I could better my skill set. Uh, one of my partners was a automotive engineer. And so we would uh, get together on weekends on nights. Our back office was literally in his trunk. Um, you know, we, <laughs> we were kind of uh, operating as any kind of startup out of the literal basement or garage, in his case, the back of his car, uh, the good old days. And, and, you know, we got married, all of us got kind of married young, early Mm -hmm. 20s. And so we would say things like, well, it doesn't really matter. Half of nothing is nothing. So I have nothing to lose, everything to gain. And so, you know, it was a great time for us. We um, took the best of what we knew, the best of what we were learning. We kind of integrated those pieces into the business. And I, I think the most important part that I remind people as you kind of go on this journey is you need people to support you. And so we had our families, our wives, and they were really supportive when we were just figuring it out. And so that was the start of the journey. It was, it was fun. And, you know, 27 years later, um, I think we're very fortunate to still be friends. You know, a lot of times you hear folks say, don't go into business with friends. Um, It's been very good for us. We trust each other implicitly and it makes life, you know, I think better than it would have been if we hadn't done this journey together. What was that moment where you guys quit the day jobs? Did, did one of you do it first? Did all three of you just say, let's just go on at this full time? No, uh, the, the, the last of the current three partners did it first. Okay. And um, Keith is the partner that we picked up at that time from Microsoft. He was a Microsoft consulting guy. He actually, ironically, was one of my first customers as well. So here we are to... Uh, young African-Americans doing technology. And at that time, Keith was, you know, the highest ranking manager, African-American manager I had ever seen. Mm -hmm. And he was inside the field and he was doing the job. And so that was kind of my first introduction to Keith. And we developed this bond. And once we came back together three or four years post that, um, we said, well, this has got to be fate. So we brought Keith into the fold. And Keith is a very spiritual man. Mm -hmm. And so he was led led by his faith. Right. And he said to us one day, he's like, I literally am going to step out here on faith uh, and show you boys, you know, how we're going to do this. And so we we're like, well, congratulations. All you need is a, the si- faith the size of a mustard seed, right? <laughs> that's, that's, apparently. That's all you need. And <laughs> a few in a few dollars, you know, scraped away somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So Keith was the, <clears throat> he was the first one to, to awesome. really show that courage and yeah. led the way. And then, um, you know, we figured out a way to get Patrick into it because we had to we had to we had to kind of pull Pat back from the automotive. They were, you know, they were trying to lure him into the executive management training programs, and we're like, nah, this is, you know, entrepreneurship is way better than than doing that. So we lured him back, and then I found my way. I was a consultant for a number of years for us, mm-hmm. and um, it gave me the best of both worlds, continuing to uh, grow the skill set, engage with the clients. Some of those relationships we still have today. They became the CIO relationships that fueled the kind of middle time period of our business about 10, 15 years ago. Um, and then and then finally I got to peel away from that and uh, come and do really what my day job is to run the organization. Right. 
but I'm still a technologist at heart. What was your first computer? Now you're going to date yourself here. Uh, I had an Acer um, probably back in the early early 90s, maybe late 80s, early 90s. And um, we, had some other, uh, we had some other computers before that, but I wasn't allowed to use them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't really allowed to touch any of that kind of stuff until, until I was probably somewhere in my teens, so about 14. Okay. Yeah. I had a Commodore 64. That's uh, see, I, I wasn't going, I wasn't I, going that far. I was going to go way back. I knew you were fishing. I wasn't going that far back. I, didn't, I, I was know. like, hey, sir, wait a minute. Yeah, okay, see, I see what you're doing you here. You said my first computer. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. I'm not as old as you. <laughs> All right. Clearly. And Carolyn, uh, when when did you come on board? Gosh, it's been, it's been yeah, what, right 11, 11 years now? Yeah, I think you're getting Coming up on 11 years? You're in double digits. Well, it has been 11 because 2010, actually, so... Yeah, I've been for the company for quite some time. I always say it many more years than I would have expected to be at one job, but that's a testament to the culture that mm-hmm. the guys built. They are a fantastic group to work for. Um, they've really built something special, and I think anybody that or- that joins the organization will say the exact same thing. Um, yeah, they, they lured me, much like they lured Pat out of automotive. They somehow were, <laughs> lured me out of finance. Um, I was in the, the M&A world, and now I'm in IT, so it was a – a new world for me to learn and uh, you know, a lot of opportunity to grow individually and, and get into an industry that I was never thinking, I guess, much like you guys did when you were in your engineering mm-hmm. years and you decided to move on to technology. Yeah. Kind of shared that, that dream. Well, you said the magic word, the culture. Yeah, and sure. and that, that is, I think, it's, it's, it's no secret the best performing companies kind of lead with culture and then profits come and not the other way around. So... What did you see there that made you, you know, kind of take that leap and join the team? So joining the organization at first was um, there was some flexibility that the organization provided. I was a, a young mother. I had three kids. I had three kids. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> sure if I ever wanted to have kids, but um, so you know, you find yourself in this position oh, well. of in this position <clears throat> of gosh, now I'm like. I don't know that I want to leave that yeah. when I was so career driven previously right. um, and definitely enjoyed coming into the office all the time. So, so coming to work for W3R was a nice balance of working a couple days in the office, um, getting my toes into something again mm-hmm. in the IT world. I didn't know some of the very basic <laughs> definitions of a business requirement, what that even was, um, but the opportunity to grow then from there, you know, the organization, the guys, Know how to have fun, um, work hard, play hard is mm-hmm. is what Eric usually says, and we do. Um, it really is like a family, you know. I think we all love each other when we're loving each other, and we have those battles just like you do mm-hmm. when you have your family at home, and we come back yeah. and we figure out how to work through that. Um, but the growth opportunities, the opportunity to to share thoughts and um, kind of bounce back and forth with Eric and and challenge some things and. Try to make sure that we're always. Is that what you call it? (laughs) Challenge something. I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) So, so Ramon, let me just say this: Um, (laughs) Carolyn came to us as what we refer to as an outsider. Mm -hmm. Um, She mentioned M and A. She she came with a philosophy of serving the business customer first. Mm -hmm. If you're an IT person, a technologist in today's world, you may grow up that way. But if you came 15, 20 years ago. We used to believe that the infrastructure came first and everything's built upon that. So our first 
kind of battles were about uh, who rules the world. Is it IT or is it business? And uh, ultimately, her philosophy and theory won out. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting there. Her philosophy won out, and it's really the practice of the technologists in today's world to build platforms that service the business first, though. And so she has ascended with the organization in her 11 years. She's now uh, vice president of our strategy component. Mm And, and really, she leads with that component first. What is it that we're doing to, to add value, drive value, and to change outcomes for our customers? And if we can't do that, that's not really her bailiwick. She doesn't really want to spend time on things that don't add value. And so as the still proverbial outsider, uh, it's that opinion which helps to fuel our creativity, right. our innovation. And it started 10, 11 years ago. Yeah, there you go. Well, I have a question for you, man, because you start a company and then you bring somebody else on. It can't be easy to kind of change the course that you had going for your company before Carolyn came out. Like, Carolyn brings her ideas. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for business leaders that are trying to grow and bring people on that bring their own ideas with them? How do you morph her vision into yours and create this new vision for W3R? Right. That's a, that's a great question. So we've been very fortunate. And over time, uh, Ramon, you'll meet a handful of other characters, some of which may have been on that screen, the meeting screen the <laughs> yeah. other day. Uh, I've got a few others who have been there 15 years, 17 years. Um, you know, Keith, 24 years, 25 years, uh, Pat, 27 years. We then established this cadence with other outsiders, typically technologists, and we actually invite them in Mm -hmm. and say, take advantage of the platform that we have built. There's a lot of great ideas, a lot of innovation, but some entrepreneurs don't necessarily have the platform footprint, the opportunity, and either we're a launching pad for them or we're an opportunity for them to bring those ideas and we, we figure out, is it us morphing or they morph that idea, but somehow we'll bring those components together and they stay with us. But we certainly invite uh, folks to come and utilize what we've built over the last 27 years as a platform, and we'll explore it and uh, see where it goes. And we've had some good luck with that over the years. Um, and we, we allow people, by the way, as kind of another entrepreneurial sp- uh, story. Mm-hmm. There was a period in, in my life where I felt like my boss – the proverbial boss was in a position to hold me down, if you will. You know, um, things that weren't really relevant became relevant, and opportunities seemed to diminish. And one of the things that we pledged is we'd never hold people down. If mm-hmm. there's a way to help them grow, mm-hmm. uh, we're all the better for that. And that kind of karma is what fuels and comes back many ways, right? And so we invite people to come in um, and share their ideas, and we'll see if we can help them grow. Awesome. Awesome. Now, how would you describe somebody were to ask you what does what does W3R do? What's the what's the pitch? Sure. So uh, from my perspective, we still are a leading technology firm that focuses on business solutions for our customers. We specialize in healthcare, particularly insurance, uh, as well as financial services, and then we underpin kind of that industry focus with a competency around data. So we've been. Uh, particularly interested in solving data problems for the last seven to 10 years. And actually, Carolyn comes from one of our internal analytics divisions where we used to write our own algorithms 
She doesn't often tell people that, but that's her uh, indoctrination into technology was writing algorithms, by the way. Um, so we try to provide solutioning and value through this data chain, um, everything from legacy information data sets to the visualization and the ability to provide information back to clients so they can make better decisions. Excellent. Carolyn, I wanted to pull you in a bit and talk about um, the values, like what matters to W3R. And when you, you know, being a VP, you're, you're seeing the onboarding process with maybe new hires and new people to the team. How do you instill the values that you've learned and, and are a big part of at W3R into some, some of the new folks that are joining? Sure. I think a lot of it is, um, I mentioned the culture before, mm -hmm. you know, it's very inclusive. We have a lot of discussion conversations to um, demonstrate lead by example, whether it's client meetings, whether it's internal meetings. Um, we don't typically just provide a bunch provide a bunch of paper and, um, you know, have people reading about their job descriptions and what it is that they need to be doing. Um, but we are working very closely hand-in-hand hand with, with our new hires, trying to lead by example, following them closely, um, giving tips and pointers, um, especially when it comes to maybe client personas, um, maybe even um, not just client personas from a corporate disposition, but the clients within, within those companies, um, helping them understand how to read people differently, the nuances that they need to look for, um, so that's, that's part of the leadership. Um, and then the other aspects are pulling them into engagements, you know, luncheons, um, you know, things to give them a platform to answer questions or to ask questions so that we can make sure that we maintain that open dialogue. Um, we truly do operate in more of a very open and integrity-filled type of way. Um, I'm one that likes to call the elephant out in the room because I feel like if that, that's there, we can talk through mm -hmm. it and get past it. Um, sometimes that makes people uncomfortable, but we definitely do it in more of a sensitive type of a way, you know, where we're not, we're not putting anybody down. And I think right. back to something that Eric mentioned before, making sure that everybody's voices are heard and, um, their thoughts are received mm -hmm. because there's always that alternative perspective. And I think sometimes we don't necessarily, we're so busy operating on our day to day that you need to, you need to pause and listen for that other perspective that people have, because even, you know, if you, they're coming from another organization or a different industry, um, sometimes those perspectives are very valuable to us and they're, they're considerations that we might help us move the needle forward. So, um, a lot of those different nuances to, yeah. to help people get, get ingrained in part of the culture. Yeah. That's that emotional intelligence where you can kind of just gauge the energy and say, okay, let's, let me bring this up and let's talk it through, you know? So excellent. Um, you guys are in the recruitment space as well, like talent. Correct. Placement. Yep. Um, you're growing. You're successful. Today's consumer has options, right? You, your clients have options. And, and, and whether they're talent that you're attracting or new clients that you're, that you're working with, which is why you guys are out here on this mission, um, what brand values W3R stands for are really important. Right. So people want to uh, align with companies that are behind certain social issues and, and so forth. So for W3R, what do you how are you guys making the world a better place besides yeah. your, your day jobs? Right. It's a thank you for that question. And, it's you know, the customers have a lot of choices and the candidates exactly. the people we hire have a lot of choices. And 
that's become even more pronounced inside of COVID and the work from home and opportunities mm-hmm. that exist all over the place. Um, one of the slides that we lead with is um, something that has nothing to do with our services at all. It's about our alignment with our customers, potential customers, mm-hmm. and inevitably our workforce that comes and joins the team around that sense of community. So at W3R, we believe at this point in time in our lives, it's certainly important for us to look for that next generation of leaders. So we're always looking to uh, pull pull the next group forward um, through mentorship, whether it's individual mentorship, uh, it could be um, smaller company, newer MBE type of diversity um, mentorship. Uh, we tell our customers that we want to align with them in their local communities as well. And I was just on a call as recent as yesterday. Uh, one of our long, long-standing uh, clients wanted us to help to do something for a charity, sponsor a charity, raise funds. And it, it's almost like that's not even a question. Mm-hmm. Like, so you need help, of course, we're going to 100% align with that. And what we had the opportunity to explain uh, to the young lady joining from the charity that was on the phone is we do this across the country. And whatever we can do to support diversity, number one, we're going to do that. Whatever we can do to support STEM mm-hmm. and development of the next generation of technology leaders, uh, we're going to do that. Whatever we can do to support uh, women in the workplace, we're going to do that. And then whatever we can do um, with the important uh, community issues in a particular uh, geographical region, we're going to participate with our clients and do that. And, and we tell that story, and then we give opportunities for for people to actually come and do service. And so you know what that's about, you know, people that want to come and do work for the right reasons, and we create opportunities for people to do that, and then we turn around and we help tell their story. Amen. Yes, sir. Excellent. Now, we're wrapping up because we've got other things we want to do. We want to we want to go grab some something to eat now and, and – uh, you know, this was just a surprise is, visit. Is it is it over so soon? <laughs> I know we can <laughs> we can just keep going. We'll have you back. Other you know. segments. I got uh, ideas. We'll, yeah, we're gonna have a part two. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. But share with our listeners the best way for candidates or clients to uh, to reach out and contact W three R. Yeah, two two ways. You can always call us, and somebody will absolutely call you back. Two four eight three five eight one zero zero two, and you can find us uh, online and. Peralta Design is doing a fantastic job of, you know, taking us into the next generation of this website. But find us online at www.w3r.com, and that is the number three, w3r.com. All right. Great. Thank you, Carolyn, for being here. Thank you. And my brother. Thank you, sir. Of the black and old gold. Yes, sir. Welcome to the fold. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. It's good to be here. All right, man. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Mission Control. Until next time, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands. Thank you for taking this journey with us. To learn more about Peralta Design and our work, go to www.peraltadesign.com and subscribe to keep up with the crew. 